This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Has the burgeoning trade war made you change your shopping habits, or maybe you're just starting to think about doing that? Yesterday, we were talking about price increases on a list of U.S.-made items because of retaliatory tariffs. I've talked to quite a few people who are now making sure to buy ketchup that's made from local tomatoes in Leamington, Ontario. Well, Canada's largest private sector union wants it to go a lot further than that. That's why Unifor has launched the I Shop Canada campaign. We have Unifor President Jerry Dias to talk about it. I also want to hear from you, though. I want to know whether you are changing your shopping habits, whether you are waiting to be convinced. Maybe you are convinced that that is what you should start to do. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Jerry Dias. Hi, Jerry. And how are you today? Fine, how are you? I'm keeping well. Okay, so tell me about this I Shop Canada campaign. Well, it really is a retaliation from the trunk imposing of the tariffs. And it really is about us having a debate here in Canada about how we can assist each other. It really is a campaign where we have our members, Canadians, having a product that is made in Canada, something that they produce produce there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of wackawing going on on this line i don't know if, if it's fine no no it's end. fine it's uh, where it sounds fine where we're at okay good i'm getting a rebound anyway um, look it really is about us supporting each other it's about saying these are what products we produce this is uh, where we do them this is what we manufacture so let's be conscious as consumers let's com- let's combine our resources and let's keep canadians working Okay, and uh, do you have any specific recommendations for people about what they should be watching? Sure, let me give you an example. This morning for breakfast, I had Quaker Oats oatmeal. Made me too. Made in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But there's all kinds of choices. I'm now going to the grocery store, and I'm much more conscious than I've ever been. I'm taking a look for Ontario Grand Produce. I'm, I'm making sure that I buy Alberta beef. I'm making sure, you know, when I walk into department stores, I just take a look at the label. So it really is about us saying, look, if what we're doing is not going to stop the economic carnage imposed on us by Trump, but every little bit helps. And it's about us saying to each other, okay, we're in a fight with the United States. We're in a fight with Trump. So as Canadians, let's do everything we can in order to keep as many of us working. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, we were talking to a number of trade experts yesterday, and their attitude was basically, if there is a trade war that lasts, uh, we are going to get hurt, and uh, retaliation doesn't really help, and doing something like this iShop Canada also won't really help because it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, what do you say to that? Well, you know, 
sitting back and do nothing isn't working for us. Um, if you go back to August of last year when we started the renegotiations of NAFTA, the United States have slapped tariffs on softwood lumber. We didn't do anything. They hit us with paper. We didn't do anything. They attacked our aerospace industry. We didn't do anything. Now it's aluminum. Now it's steel. Now we're talking auto. We're talking auto parts. What do we do? Sit back and just take it on the chin and do nothing? Well, so ultimately, it's about a discussion here in Canada about what it is we can do, recognizing that our back is against the wall. I will argue that by doing nothing is giving the United States and Trump specifically a green light to keep hitting us. Mm-hmm. So at least now we're standing up for each other. Uh, as a nation, we're pulling together. We understand we're in a heck of a battle, but at least we're not sitting back doing absolute nothing. Our, our trade experts were saying that normally the process is that if uh, they slap a tariff or something that we don't like, we have to go to the World Trade Organization and yep. wait for their answer. And that's what Canada has always done in the past. So, in fact, that this is a departure and this is an ex- escalation from our side. Well, first of all, it's going to take years to get anything done through the WTO. By then, we've lost some of our major industries in the country. You're dealing with an administration in the United States that's saying that we are a national security threat. Can you imagine Canada a national security threat to the United States? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. We're dealing with an administration that's not using any common sense. We're dealing with an administration that is attacking the core of Canada's industries. It's attacking working class people from coast to coast to coast. So for us... Look, we're going to have to fight with every tool that we've got in the toolbox. Okay, hang on, Jerry. Let's take a couple of calls. We're going to start with uh, Keith in Rochester. Hi, Keith. I like to think I'm as American as they come. I agree with everything the guest says. Uh, You're not going to like hearing this. I'm very conservative, and I remain a Trump supporter. But it's us supporters who have to get uh, this president's attention. These tariffs are wrong. Any good conservative knows you only utilize tariffs very last. But I think uh, in, in defense of guys like me, it's uh, live and learn. I was all for getting out of the uh, Trans-Pacific Treaty, and now I'm wondering from uh, uh, since uh, the United States is turning uh, our friends against us and even getting Canadians and Europeans to side with the likes of China, if the United States should have remained in the TPT so that, uh, as Obama stated, we could have had our grievances. But I guess Trump gets impatient. But... Uh, Not to go long here, I want Canadians to know a lot of us Americans are on your side, uh, even... Even well, I mean, I'm, I'm Keith. You're you're from Rochester. You're you're right on the border, uh, and the economies. I mean, you know, there are so many people that even they they live on one side of the border, work on the other side of the border, grocery shop on one side, eat on the other side. The, these economies are really integrated. So I'm sure that you understand the the extent of that. And you know, as far as being conservative, this is a departure because conservatives usually don't like. Like protectionism, they believe in free trade, but not your president. Uh, Trump, uh, if you know Trump, the, the both you and your guest, Trump is, uh, if I have to say it, he is a uh, history of that is of a Manhattan Democrat, and Canadians should know on the Great Lakes he has completely scuttled the nine hundred million dollars that had been primed to help uh, get the Great Lakes straightened up. 
$900 million, Trump has completely taken that away. I disagree with that. So uh, I don't want to go long here, but I just wanted to let Canadians know you have a lot of us here on your side. Uh, I'm sorry if I have to say it, even if I remain and I do a Trump supporter. The Trumpster is far from perfect. He can be very <laughs> gagging, and we all know that. And I would just uh, uh, appeal to the uh, better uh, nature of Canadians, and we'll all get through this, and hopefully uh, the Donald will see the light. Maybe not, because uh, he always blames other people, and he never takes responsibility for his own faults. Very bad, an American president. But we're on your side. We are. Okay, thanks, Keith, for that. Bye. Okay, you, well, there there you go, an, an American, but still a Trump supporter. Uh, you know, um, Jerry, I'm not going to hold my breath for Donald Trump to change his mind or back off just because something doesn't make sense. No, but this is all about politics. To yeah. him. This is all about the midterm elections in the United States in November. Uh, this is about him feeling that the American public will better support Republicans if, in fact, he's out there fighting the injustices over horrible trade deals that have, that have plagued the, the United States for decades. Here's the interesting piece with this. Mm-hmm. If, if he was saying, look, I want to deal with China and, and Korea that are dumping steel into the United States, then that's one argument. He will frankly have me here saying he's right. China and Korea are dumping steel that are costing American and, and Canadians jobs. If he said, listen, I'm going to deal with the fact that Japan, South Korea, dump cars into the North American market and we have no access to theirs, I would agree with him. But for him to slap tariffs on Canada, his number one trading partner, we're the number one trading partner for 30 U.S. states. They sell more steel in Canada than we sell in the United States, so heaven only knows why they would slap tariffs on us. So, you know, if his argument had some sense and he was going after the crux of the problem, he would have some support. But to slap tariffs on Canada, your number one trading partner, your best friend, isn't winning a lot of support in the United States either. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. In some places it does. And, and um, he, you know, to the extent that he's going after any particular thing, it's the supply management in the dairy industry that a lot of right. people here don't like. Uh, and the argument against taking that off, and of course, though, that's, that's uh, you know, the things that keeps the price of dairy products high in Canada. Uh, it's an artificial system. And the argument people make is, yeah, well, the Americans actually subsidize a lot of their farm products as well. Right. Um, so um, I you don't know. You have it both ways, and, and he's trying to. So he's being very critical of our supply management system. And for us, it's a question of the type of jobs that we demand and want to keep, but our culture to a large extent. But he's right. If I think of the billions of dollars that they invest in the agricultural sector in the United States, I think of the billions of dollars that the U.S. government gives Boeing every year to just shore up their aerospace sector. So it's not unusual for countries to pick different industries that they're going to subsidize and, frankly, support. So Canada is no different than the United States in that regard. So for me, it's all or nothing. You can't pick and choose that here's where, you know, we think that the supply management system in Canada is wrong, yet we subsidize a whole long list of industries in the United States. Okay, uh, let's hear from Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave. Hi. I think one of the things we should be doing is no cross-border shopping, mm-hmm. because that is billions of dollars. 
Right. Uh, you mean just people going and uh, people no, just going and shopping? Shop, that's what I mean at oh. all. Okay. Uh, that's do what you... the public should be doing. And also, if you're going on a trip, don't go to the U.S. Go to one of the islands that they don't have anything to do with. Uh, do you normally cross-border shop? No, I don't. Uh-huh. But I know lots of people that do. Okay. And, uh, you know, um, anything else? Is there anything that you do that you are going to oh, change? Oh, I, I do already. I watch for anything that I can that's made in Canada. Okay. But uh, is there anything American that you're going to stop buying? Uh, well, probably there's not much I do buy anyway, so... Unfortunately, I'm up there. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, Dave. You're welcome. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay, we've got a first-time caller, uh, Sheila, in Dunkirk, New York. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Libby. I just wanted to tell you first off that I love your station and I listen to you all the time. Thank you. We and have uh, our American to... listeners tuning in today. <laughs> I want to tell Ken that I agree with everything he says, and I wouldn't be any more Canadian unless I was a Canadian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be any more, you couldn't be any more Canadian unless you were Canadian. Okay. Right. I right. think I know and what I, that means. And I, I don't believe anything that Donald Trump says. I hate him. I have hated him since before he was elected, and I wish he never had been because he's been nothing but bad for our country. Uh-huh. And uh, Dunkirk, New York, are you close to the border there? Well, we're about 50 miles south of Buffalo. Okay, so yes. Yes, we are. Uh-huh. And my, and my husband and I used to come up all the time, and you've got one of the cleanest countries in the world and some of the nicest people. Okay, and uh, are you going to try to buy things that are Canadian? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you so much for that. Thank you, and thanks for letting me talk to you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, Jerry, well, uh, at least in the border states, uh, and at least among our listeners here, we seem to have some support from our American friends. Well, I think that people remember the last time we went through such a foolish tariff war. In 2002, the Bush administration slapped tariffs on steel. Mm -hmm. They had about 185,000 steel workers working in the United States at that time. By the time the economic carnage settled down from related industries that needed the steel, they lost about 225,000 jobs in the United States. So here you had a strategy to save steelworker jobs, but you lost money, more jobs in related industries. So a lot of Americans sit back and have been through this dance before and are saying it didn't work before and were very skeptical about it working this time. The other side of this is, it's Trump really picking fight, uh, picking a fight with the whole world. Well, I mean, uh, that's what I was fight. going to say. He he seems to be on the road to uh, overturning the entire world, post-war world order, including the trading order, uh, and he seems to be keen on that. He's keen on being successful electorally in November in the United States. So, like, we are looking at this from the economic harm that this can cause Canadians. We're looking at this from the economic carnage that it can cause the global economy. He's looking at this as getting as many seats as he can in November. And so that is about as irresponsible as, as you can be. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think appealing to responsibility is going to work with that guy. <laughs> no, there's no question about it. There's, there's not a lot of uh, stitch of common sense going on there. 
But ultimately, Canada's strategy was quite good. I take a look at the $16.5 billion worth of tariffs they slapped on the U.S. Where did they go? They went to right base. They're gone to the states that are predominantly Trump supporters. They're hitting the governors and the senators that are staunch Republicans. So ultimately, they're looking to put harm on, on, on the global economy, and we're concentrating in the backyards of those that are his biggest supporters. So we'll see what starts to happen when people in the United States start to feel the brunt of Trump's foolish policies. Okay, let's take a call from Margaret in Rockwood. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I just want to talk about the um, buying by Canadian. Last week I was at the grocery store and I bought bananas from Costa Rica. I bought um, blueberries from Mexico and I bought apples from New Zealand. Okay. There's a lot of stuff out there that is not American, and if you, you look, at, you have to look for it because there's uh, stuff from the states that are, is always there. But uh, but it, it's a it's a product it's a product that is, you know, you can get lots of stuff that's not made in the U.S. And as far as trips to the U.S., I have stopped going. I know friends of mine who normally go in the winter time. You know, the snowbirds, they have canceled their trips. For this so winter, put, I'm impressed you know, with that. That type of thing will put a dent in the in the tourism. I, I feel sorry for the people in Florida because it's not their fault, but it's the president's fault. So I'm I'm impressed. You know, while one of the things that I've heard the experts say is that there's warm weather in the states and the snowbirds won't uh, cancel their trips. Well, I'm sure there's probably probably many won't because they sometimes these people. Well, if they own the property, what are you going to do? But I know people who rented condos from one year to the next, and they have put a stop on that. Okay, thank you very much. I just want to mention that. But there is a lot of fruit that you don't have to buy from the U.S. That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Have a good day. Okay. Uh, Let's take one more quick one from Sharon in Hamilton. Hi, Sharon. Hello? Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. Uh, You're on the air. We only have a little bit of time. Um. I don't like the way I don't like the way Trump's taking everything away from Canada. Are you going to try to stop buying American? No, I'm Canadian and I always will be. Uh-huh, but you probably buy things that come from the United States. Uh no, I don't. I buy stuff that I buy the Canadian brand. Okay. That's yeah. good. Thanks, Sharon. And I listen to your show every day and I want to congratulate Congratulations on your um, going to college. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, we're basically out of time on this. Jerry Dias, what would you like to leave us with? I'd like to leave that I'm absolutely thrilled that our message is getting across. This is an opportunity for us as a nation to say, okay, we're in it tight, and now we're going to pull together. So just a little bit of cautiousness when we go shopping can go a long way. It really is about sticking up for each other, and it's about saying to the government that we're supporting the fact that you're fighting back, and together I'm convinced we can do this. So thank you very much for your time as well. Okay. Jerry Dias from Unifor, thanks so much for being with us. Have a good day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.